A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Poe Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob D., the dead Poe Hitter. I'm here with Dom, the bullpen guru, and we're about to go down to the NFPC main event player movement from this past weekend. Dom, what's going on tonight? Not too much, Rob. First day of summer officially, so we're uh, you know we're in it now. Summer solstice, baby. Longest day of the year, and uh, got to take advantage of it. I, yeah, I we, tried... well, that's, why, that's why we are. We're up at midnight recording right now. We're, so We're, we're doing uh, it. We're yeah. doing it. I tried to spend every hour I could outside today, but it was just a nasty day in Jersey here. Uh, just brutal. It, it wasn't the intro to summer that I was expecting. I thought it was going to be in Seabright with uh, my toes in the water, you know, but um, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, didn't tomorrow happen. won't be either, I don't think so. No, no, yeah. not for a while. Not for a while. So what's going on in the fantasy baseball front with you, man? How's your team's doing? Where do you feel like you're at right now at this point of the year? Are you ready to just take it down the stretch and 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 bury your league mates or what? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> I was saying before, it's just kind of a weird. I'm just hanging around. Uh, you know, I think I think like the theme of this week's fab and and last week's also was kind of like you know you can go for the big game changing players or you can go like stashing. Like I just noticed there was a lot more stashing going on in terms of pickups. And I, I was kind of involved in that as well the last two weeks. Um, so I think, you know, with when I'm low on fab, um, a little bit of it is thinking long game and trying to be strategic with money and thinking about who's a, you know, game changing player that can help, you know, boost me a little bit in a couple weeks when they're back, hopefully. So um, I think that's like what I'm really banking on is getting a, a boost from some of these guys I've stashed on my teams the last two weeks. So hang around with the guys I got on and hope that the reinforcements can really uh, give me the boost I need. I have seen a lot of stash shots. We'll call them stash shots on um, Twitter. You know, a lot of um, screenshots of the stashes, and I'm pretty impressed. I, I, I don't have, like, I, there's only so much. And it's not like a hard rule I take, you know. Um, it, it's really not a hard rule. It's just, like, it's the way my teams are right now and the way that I normally play week to week. Um, I can't, you know, can't have too many. Um, yeah. And I'm just impressed with the people who can hold to so many because it's just, you know, it's just a, there's a style of play that you could take on. I don't feel super comfortable with it, but also too, it says something to that player with their ability to, um, you know, turn the active spot they need to, you know, and while just, you know, have enough 
in the meantime before they get some players back or get some players that are coming up from AAA. So, uh, like I said, I'm not opposed to it. It's just something that I, you know, I know I can't um, do with like you know five or six. It seems to be like six, uh, you know, five IL guys and a AAA guy, and that's that's super hard for me to do. But um, it it's it's super impressive that the people who kind of pull it off and then like actually have it work to the, the way they want it right you know like just just stay afloat and then all these guys come back and do what they're supposed to yeah yeah i mean yeah part of it is like yeah for me i've gotten you know knock on wood pretty lucky with injuries this year in and like you know i think we've talked about it a couple times like you and i um at least how i have my teams or how i got lucky with drafting my teams it's like i have a lot of guys that are are just kind of plug and play guys in my lineup and like the taking advantage of um, schedules and streaming and, and the things that you do really well. Um, I don't, I don't do whether that's correct or not. Um, or I just haven't been because of, you know, I would say like maybe only like one roster spot on my teams. I really need to like stream the rest of the guys are pretty much just in their lineups every day. So it's like, I don't have injuries don't have a lot of platooning or streaming to do so I can kind of like stomach like stashing a guy or two so I think that's the other thing too but yeah for the people that have just had injuries accumulate and they're still feeling like they can stash yeah it's a it's a tight rope you know that's a tight rope to walk but um it could definitely pay off especially if they all come back at once and really just boost you so yeah for sure um who who are you stashing? Like, are they arms? Are there some bats? Are they players that, that got hurting on your roster or players that you've picked off of people who dropped the players? Yeah. It's, so, um, one league, I stashed Story last week. Um, <clears throat> only league he was available in. I need need speed bad. So, hoping he can come back and, and uh, you know, give me a little speed without sacrificing because that's the thing, you know did the Victor Robles game, did Miles Straw for a little bit. And it's just like to try to get those steals, it just hurts you so in so many other areas. You're kind of like creating another problem by putting those guys. So that's just something I've been cognizant of is like, if I'm going to try to acquire speed, I need it to also, you know, give me, you know, stats in the other categories. So story was available in my league. I went pretty hard after him. I dropped 34 on him last week. And then this week, Daniel Hudson, um, you and I talked about him on Sunday, and I kind of – it was a, a last-minute thing. I was talking to Greg um, Jewett on Sunday night at, like, 9.30. I wasn't going to be in on him, um, and Greg said that he thinks the Dodgers want Daniel Hudson to be the Craig Kimbrell of last – you know, this year's Craig Kimbrell where um, he'll get a good chunk of saves and they'll use Phillips in high leverage – um, and I said, you know, just like I said to you, I, I always, I'm very hesitant on Hudson because dating back to when he was on the Nats, he mm. said, I don't like closing. And I, that is something that has always stuck with me. I'm like, this guy doesn't like to close. And he, you know, if he performs better as a, you know, setup guy, why would they put him in a spot that he's not comfortable? And, and Greg said, it's not about what he wants. It's about what the Dodgers need. And I'm like. And he's he was pitching well on rehab, and I really only have Felix Bautista in that league. Um, I have Justin Lawrence as well, but um, oh, the Rockies are just so bad um, that I'm like, I just 
I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the shot. So, so those were my two stashes in, uh, in, in the main event that I drafted in New York. And then in the other main, I stashed, um, who'd I stash, uh, South Freelick this week. Um, mm, it was available in your league. Yeah, he was actually available in both mains. Um, really? Tried That's to get interesting. him in both. I drafted early. You know, I drafted You like, did, yeah, you did, I was you that. did a week Yeah. before me because I was gonna say he he was only available in my earliest OC, so that makes sense, you know. And that was in February. That's when he was kind of getting drafted. So I forgot, I forgot kind of when he that cutoff was. I thought it would happen like a little earlier, but that's um that's awesome that he was available because I would have probably speculated as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was so I tried to get him in both. Um, I think I was runner up. Uh, actually, no, I think the New York man, I was I was overbid by quite a bit. But yeah, I got him for three bucks. So, um, you know, I think um, he's another guy that I think can provide some speed. I need batting average in that league that I stashed him in. Um, and I think he'll, you know, give some pop too. Um, so, and he's doing well in AAA now. So, but then again, um, Jesse Winker hit a home run. today or yesterday uh, i can't even remember at this point and that was kind of the path where i was like how long are they going to keep batting him second and uh letting him just suck um and just you know so that i was like all right come on get rid of winker get freelick in but uh we'll see we'll see what happens there um but i don't think you know if, if it's if it's not his performance that is going to hold him back he'll probably get injured pretty soon knowing jesse winker so Wow, wow. yeah. yeah Uh, <laughs> you know what I think, you know, but you never know because like, you just look at the Reds and Will Myers. Like, if if teams, I think teams are more of like recognizing that, like, what's, what's the point in paying these veterans if they're not better than a kid who just came up, who's giving your team life, whatever, you know, all those things, energy Yeah. and life and, and actual production and, Just um, I think we're gonna see a lot more of that going forward. They, you know, like if if someone's a dud, they're just gonna that's it. You're done. You know, Yeah. Yeah. you're gonna lose I'm... your job. And and that's kind of like something I think I'm gonna recalibrate next year. I did a little bit of a shift to it this year, but more next year. Like last year, it was in draft champions. Like all right, later round, I'm just gonna try. You know, go for some prospects. Um. I haven't picked the right one so far, but you know, it's just like the Cowsers and the Manzardos and uh Westberg. Uh but in the draft maybe it's time to make that shift in in like rounds ten to twenty or fifteen to thirty, the backhand to draft, just just taking more shots, you know. Um Yeah. at, at upside rather than those um those steady eddies because boring is beautiful but it doesn't have to just be filled with boring you know like if there's a right amount of boring and stable vet you can just make more high upside picks i know people don't like the word high upside but just like more variance picks where it could be a super high uh
um, to come up. So yep. we'll see. I saw firsthand. I went to Baltimore um, with my brother. Well, he was there at work, and I took the train up to meet him, and we went to the, a, a little day game last Thursday, the Blue Jays and uh, the Orioles. And it was what an amazing vibe, the whole town. Um, just experiencing that vibe, I was like, wow, this is – this is this is great. I was a little jealous, you know, because it's like this fantastic young team that's got so much more talent coming up mm-hmm. and um exciting players to watch and just it was alive over there. You could just feel it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, then now awesome. well, like you said, the Reds, um, the D backs, another team. I was like so drawn to watching yeah. these teams. I'm I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch them every single night. Corbin Carroll is the highlight machine. You know, yeah. he really is oh, yeah. like, um, yeah. it's just so much fun to I, watch. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess for me too, you know, I'm like, like you, I'm up late. So watching those, uh, you know, nine forty starts are ideal for me. So I, I'm, I'm watching more diamondbacks than I'm Mets this year because by the time my kids are asleep, the Mets game is in like the eighth inning and I'm like, all right, you know, so, uh, yeah. but I'm You're always going to watch that, you know, no, 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 <laughs> no way. Hey folks, Bob D, the Pull Hitter. Just want to take the opportunity to extend an invite over to the Pull Hitter Patreon. You can get a free trial right now on Patreon.com. You can head over to the website and search in Pull Hitter, or you can go to my Twitter account. It's the pin tweet. It'll take you right to the Pull Hitter Patreon account and give you a free week trial at the $5 entry tier where you'll get my daily hot corner news and notes where I go underneath the box scores and look for some players that are a little lightly owned, a little less talked about, and try to see if we can get any actionable movement from those players and player trends as well. And you also get that extra launch angle that we produce every other week behind the paywall at the Patreon. So come give it a shot. Um, We don't bite. We have a great Discord. Good fantasy knowledge being kicked around. Everyone is super friendly, sharing information, sharing news. I think you'll love it if you want to come check it out. Still some time to make some movement in your standings in the season. There's still plenty of baseball left. So come give it a shot. And also wanted to ask you if your fantasy baseball season and your team is already toast. You've got plenty of time to grab your rally caps and get back into the action on Underdog Fantasy. Right now, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. Right now, until July 14th, Underdog has a live MLB best ball called the seventh inning stretch where you could draft a team for the second half of MLB season. It's best ball format, so all you got to do, join the seventh inning stretch, you draft your team, and that's it. No waivers, no trades, no fab, no in-season management. Draft 20 players, you get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup, which is three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex each week of the regular season. It's very simple. Um, getting starting is simple as well. You go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with the promo code PULLHITTER, P-U-L-L-H-I-T-T-E-R, and Underdog doubles your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So go check it out, the seventh inning stretch on underdogfantasy.com. It's got 150K in total prizes, only 7 bucks to enter. And pretty simple. Just go over there, sign up with the promo code PULLHITTER, get that at first deposit doubled, and you come draft with me. I'm going to be drafting soon. And um, it'll be fun. It's so, so simple. It's so simple to create your own rankings in there. Uh, if you're good with a spreadsheet and Excel, you could put a projection system, each one that you prefer, and you put the scoring system in there. Boom! It spits out a point system. You could take that file, 
put it right into the fantasy app, Underdog Fantasy app, and boom, you have your rankings right there instead of ADP. It really helps me out when I draft it in the preseason. It's going to help me out again soon. And um, you'll be running all the way until July 14th, so go get involved. It's going to be fun. And if you want to come draft with me, hit me up on Twitter or email or whatever, and we'll set up a draft that we can get in together. All right. Thank you. You know, recapping um, the weekly spend. So. Mm-hmm. Um, average spend per team was 28 bucks. So that's the lowest that we've had since that week one. Uh, what is, what is it? Zach calls it, uh, stub stub week. Stub yeah, stub yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's, it was the great. lowest full, lowest full week of spending we've had all year. Um, average team has 223 bucks of fab remaining, um, which is fucking crazy. And it's crazy uh, to think about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's like we're not even halfway. I, I looked at this, you know, I know this was like technically the 13th week of Fab, and I think there's 26 weeks of Fab or 28 weeks of Fab. Um, so we're like, but like teams aren't even at 81 games yet. So it's like we, we aren't even halfway. Um, so I know because you know, I so think I went back to look at last year because so, like you said, the average um spend per team was 28, and um, last year. And week 15 was the first week it went under 30, and it was at 29 and a half, mm. right? But then the week that's closest to this 28 was in week 18, when it was 26. And the average, you know, ad, average per ad, the same thing. Like, it, it was around 13 bucks. So you could see, like, it's last year's, bidding um amount but five weeks earlier <laughs> four or yeah. five weeks earlier <laughs> so like yeah. if you kind of just break it down maybe it's it's going to be crazy to see how much um different it is now compared to last year where there were probably more teams that had a little bit more to spend but now it, it's it's pretty it's pretty spent um across the board yeah yeah so you know and, and we'll get into i guess the uh how that factored into this week's bids just from an overall perspective. So I'm still kind of scratching my head about a little stuff and I want to talk through it with you. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of my ads this week, um, as I mentioned, I, I stashed Daniel Hudson, um, stashed Sal Freelich, um, and then I, I added Victor Robles and mm. Nick Pavetta. So the, CP. you know, <laughs> Nick Pavetta was, pretty far down i got him for a buck he's pretty far down on my bid list but um yeah i guess the robles thing was the end result of um me bumping up my bids on hudson and getting more aggressive after my discussion with with greg um because i was gonna um go a little harder after him and uh samad taylor and i had to pull my bids back on those guys um as a result of bumping up my my bid on Hudson just to keep my, you know, budget for the week that I set for myself in line. Um, I didn't want to go over about 20 bucks. So when I went up to 18 for Hudson, which I didn't need because there was no backup bid, um, I pulled back my bids on Robles and Samada Taylor. And so I lost Taylor by a buck as a result. And then I got Robles. I got, you know, whatever, two games of Robles <laughs> um, and no steal. So, but, at least he's an easy cut for this week. So, yeah, definitely, definitely an easy cut. What, what, um, what's behind the Nikki P? You do, you think he's gonna get that 
that um <sighs> rotation spot that opened up or do yeah. you like actually do you like the role he's in right now um to, to be honest either way um i just i didn't see a ton on the pitching side that i wanted this week and uh anything i did want i knew i wasn't gonna i was gonna get outbid on so he was just kind of I was like, all right, well, with everything going on in the Red Sox rotation, maybe there's a path to him getting stretched back out. I mean, he did pitch, I think, like three innings of um, bulk relief on Sunday. So I was like, it's not a, it's, you know, it's kind of the Cutter Crawford method where it's like if they want to stretch him out, they can go three, four, five, and then he's working a starter's workload again. Um, so I guess I guess I'll see what happens with you know he, I, I'm assuming he's gonna pitch tomorrow and I'll see what kind of role he's in if um if it's again a bulk reliever I don't hate it like truthfully I'm starting Matt Brash in both my mains this week um just because it's I'm projecting it to be about five or six strikeouts even if it's um only over two or three outings and that's kind of like what a best case scenario is for some of these one start um, starters that are on waiver. So um, I'm kind of at that point where I'm not needing innings. Uh, I'm pretty good on wins. So I'm just kind of like looking for opportunities to potentially get a, a cheap starter. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of the thought process of Pavetta was just the Hulk injury and then sale also, you know, and now Kluber, um, they're just kind of burning through pitching options, and if mm-hmm. if they want to stretch them out, um, I'll I'll see what what happens there. Yeah, you basically picked up a Louis Balland skills person. Um, <laughs> not so crazy after all. After I said that, huh? Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. the all of a sudden the ERAs are pretty close. Five, three, six. <laughs> Both still horrible. Like starting pitcher wise, but yeah, um, yeah. Like it, it's just purely like he was at very far down in my in my bid list. So he wasn't somebody I was necessarily targeting. It's just I wanted a pitcher um, mm-hmm. and kind of see see what his role you know shakes out. So. Yeah, I was totally with you on the Victor Robles. Um, you know, just uh possibility for, you know, solid, you know, not like rest of the season. When I say rest of the season, just at the meantime, he's getting full time playing time. He's not coming out Alex calls in the minors. So it's just yep. had that pretty clear path to at least seven games this week too. Yeah. If you if 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 you wanted to even just treat him like a, a streamer per se with like, then you can hold him onto your bench because it's serviceable. Um, and yeah, I mean, just went right down the drain pretty, pretty quickly. And it, I mean, it's pretty concerning for him at least, you know, because he's, he's been struggling with his back issue and now he's going out with it again. So, yeah, uh, you don't like to see that. Um, but you know, he he definitely looked like a little bit different this year, but despite the you know ability to just go for speed, he had his highest OPS since you know the twenty nineteen rabbit ball, and he he cut his strikeout percentage from twenty three to fourteen point four. So, and he's put the, and he started putting the ball on the ground a lot more, which probably helped him with his BABIP and just going to batting average. So I I, I thought it was uh, a solid ad. You know, I was right around the median. Winning bid, uh, I was okay with whatever. It is what it is. Like it's that's yeah. why you that's why you only go for not a lot of money to yeah. um 
stack yeah. like that. But I also scooped up uh, Yano Diaz. Um, I had this thought in my head. You know, I got him for eighteen bucks. Um, over twelve, I was like. Did a quick little scan of like, you know, just some catcher bids that were going on in my league. Uh, anyone picking up somewhat of his skill level, I mean, but it really wasn't that much. And I just did a, I, again, I use, I utilized my roster grid and I was like, okay, like there's two possible teams that could want him. You know, that just, just seemed like, I don't know why the attention for him was still pretty limited you know, across mm -hmm. all leagues. Um, cause I, I still don't think he's a hundred percent, right? Did he I don't think he's actually made it to a hundred percent yet. Um I think the last time I I think that's what happened the last time I checked. I think he was still at ninety something, which I thought he's was, at ninety three percent. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty crazy still because I don't know. You see yeah, I mean, what he could I, do with the bat, he got a nice uh, little PT uptick, and especially when you could just gain some time at at DH, you know, which I think is going to be huge for talk about next weekend, you know, like a Henry Davis who who is an eligible catcher who's going to play an outfield spot. So that's just big for like extra PT, you know. But yeah, I was yeah, happy to get I mean, Diaz. I was like kind of uh, Naylor was taken, but um. For the cost, I knew I was going to be more in on Diaz. And then I put it in my head, too. Like, well, I'm like, you know, do I, do I, because at that point, Davis was up on Sunday, but he wasn't, you know, going to be able to be in the pool. But I just, I was just wondering in my head, it's like, you know, that going to taper my bids a little bit, or do, am I going to go after him? But I made the decision there to just be semi-aggressive on Diaz. Um, and I got two, two jacks already, so... Yeah. So let me ask you a quick question. Cause I wanted Yaner Diaz like two weeks ago when the, I, I, you know, I was on Dubon and I was like, I was telling some guys, I was like, I think Diaz is gonna like play like five, five or six days a week while Jordan's out. I was like, he's already playing first, like once a week for Abreu. He's catching two times a week. Um, and now DH is kind of open for him. I was like, it, I think it's pretty obvious they like like his bad enough that they're trying to get him in even at first. And now that DH is going to be available, like I just think he's going to mix in a lot and work. And, and it's pretty much happened exactly as it has. Um, mm -hmm. And I just didn't do it because I was like, I got in my two leagues, I have Melendez and I have, um, I have Langliers in both of my mains. Uh, Melendez in one and then Connor Wong in one and I, I like Connor Wong and I was like am I replacing Wong in the short term for Diaz who you know that playing time might dry up in you know three or four weeks if Jordan's back and then I'm like trying to find catcher am I, am I better off just holding Wong who you know I still I'm pretty um, I'm still pretty high on Wong like, so I just was like, I, I think I'm just going to save my money and not create a problem for myself in a couple of weeks. Um, but I don't know. That's good. I, I, I'm regretting it. I think right now at short term, I'm regretting it, but maybe I won't be down the line. Um, but yeah, I, I think for, you know, I was going to throw, you know, three bucks on Diaz two weeks ago. So the fact that you still got him for 18 bucks yeah, and he's doing shocked. what he's been doing for the last two and a half weeks is, uh, 
is awesome. And I, yeah, I, I think, you know, I was something I was thinking about too, was when I was looking at these bids, like there's just been a lot of catchers like coming into the pool. Um, and like, there's a lot of catchers that are doing well. And like, maybe people are just like, I'm not even going to look at catcher because I'm looking so much at pitchers and prospects coming up and, and stuff like that. And there's just so many like usable catchers this year, at least in my opinion, that like, maybe that's just an oversight that, um, your league and maybe other leagues that he went so cheap on um had but yeah i like him a lot yeah i did i don't have the opportunity to move um catcher uh too much this in my 15 team leagues this is pretty that you know getting getting rid of sable was pretty much my weakest catcher in a 15 team league by far like i have jtr um melendez yep. Uh, I have one team with, you know, Contreras and JTR. It's just, it's just not a, a need, right? Yeah, it's not a need. So initially, I was excited. Plus, Sable kind of lost a lot of PT with Bailey being a switch hitter, and yeah, um, them getting, you know, uh, Jock back, and he was getting a lot of, you know, outfield versus righty. So I kind of dried up quickly. But yep. Um, what else did I do? I did a little uh, Jason Foley. For eight bucks, um, you know, I think i've I've been I've been rooting for Alex Lang to fail from yeah, me too from draft season. Now. <laughs> and it's so funny that we were trying to discuss uh, on the podcast with Maddie Mo that are doing the Patreon, like how how uh, you know, do you start rooting for a person if you don't get them in fact? Like against them, you know, it's so funny. It's like that's uh kind of become my whole Alex Lang thing. Like he was successful, so I'm like, all right. Now you like, it's it's still gonna happen. though. it's still gonna fall apart. But he started to fall apart, and I thought that when you know Foley got a shot, uh, a couple of games ago, more than a couple of games ago, his first shot that he failed at, and then it went back mm -hmm. to Lang, and yeah. then I was like, okay, and then it went back to Foley. I'm like, oh, this is nice, and he nailed it. Two yep. innings save, and I was like, "Okay, this is good." Um, and that was on Sunday, right? That was that yeah. was, which is why yeah. I was surprised too. The Sunday tack didn't like. I mean, for me at least, I you know I got him for you know for eight bucks, and I thought it was like, "Oh, okay." Like uh, I'm, I'm without a backup, without a backup, and I was pretty surprised. Uh, again, I don't think he's fucking fantastic, but. Um, I think I think I think a lot of people have the tendency to think that um he he doesn't you know strike guys out at all at like at all which is pretty crazy because like in the last thirty days he has a better K percentage than Lang by three percent you know twenty seven point five yeah. to twenty four five walk percentage is five point nine to Lang's thirteen point two huge the Sierra is two nine to Lang's four three so I'm like oh I clearly he's the better pitcher first pick strike ball percentage all that stuff mm -hmm. it, it mm -hmm. just leans to foley and i was like okay you know um boom like even if he you know 50 50 to at minimum i'll take it and then you know of course they go back to lang and you're well like, yeah so so monday right like monday after foley was unavailable after pitching two innings and saving lang's ass He's not available. Another save opens up, and Lang gets it and pitches a clean inning. But so yeah, so I like I wrote that in the article. I'm like, yeah, like you know, isn't isn't chasing saves fun? Because you think you make the right move like 
Foley's walk percentage or Lang's walk percentage is way up in June. His strike percentage or his strike strikeout rate is way down in June. And then like the second it looks like the guy took his job, he gets another crack because uh, Foley's unavailable. So it's like, you know, and and so you know, who knows what happens going forward? But same thing. At least you only at least you only spent eight bucks on him, and I think the thought process was right. And like you know. It's, yeah, it's I'm, worth it's worth keeping an eye on and and you know maybe hanging on to fully for a little bit and seeing how yeah, it shakes no, out. Yeah, no, I am, I definitely am because like like Lang's skills recently just I mean have been bad, you know. Yeah. Just, um. So like I said, I, I'll throw them in there, especially during these seven game weeks. They got another mm-hmm. seven game week next week, so yeah. Um. You know the time where you can get a straggle or save. Uh, and then I also got a little Maddie V, little Maddie Verling. Um, I know it was kind of a risky proposition. I know he got hurt, and I fully knew that when I bid on him. But again, okay. I kept it to a cost that, like, you know, I thought it was acceptable, even if he m- missed a couple games. Obviously, the worst case is IL, and you're like, eh, you know, that sucks. But, um, you know, he's just another guy that when he came back, he was. Just really good, um, and then just full season too. He's got he's got a skill set that I really like. You know, he doesn't strike out much. Um, he hit the ball pretty hard. He's fast. You know, just uh, the kind of guy when everything comes together, everyone's like, "Whoa!" You know, that's that's a nice, nice total package there. Like one hundred ninety nine plate appearances this season, seven homers, Boston bases. You know, um, yeah. ten barrels. Just a nice all around player. And, right. So I mean, he got in tonight at the start and looked pretty good. So hopefully, hopefully, um, he could stay healthy. I think he's a rest of season type of outfielder where, um, as long as he gets that PT rolling, plays six out of seven games, I'm I'm cool, and I think I think I'll be good with him in the outfield. Um, and actually, I wanted to, I know. You uh put in the notes just our main event bid, but in my auction leagues, um, I also got Robles and and Foley in that league and Veerling, but I did a little um, I wanted to ask you about this because so I'm third in no fourth in saves. I think about twenty eight. The guy ahead of me has twenty nine. But this is the you know this is this is the two point five k auction. So I'm playing mm-hmm. to win the league. It's not really like an overall thing. So I don't really need to need to go for saves. But I like to get you know I like to try to get those two points ahead of me because they're within reach. You know I don't yeah. I, I don't want to get too comfortable. Have Batista and Barlow. So anyway, but Kyle Finnegan was on the wire, and I know that Harvey has been you know getting the opportunity to close more than Finnegan. Um, and it's just like, but my brain, and I understand why it does it because like Finnegan's, you know, full season, it, it's been a like maybe a slight lean to Harvey, I guess, overall, because he has such a first good month. But like recently it was just, every time I look back at like, Last 14 days or last 21 days, I just saw like how much better Finnegan was than him. And I just like, ah, man, you know, like, can this go back to him at all? But anyway, I spent eight bucks on him. Um, Just just again, trying to take take advantage of the seven game week to maybe just even try to pick up one save during that week. Um, I didn't really kind of like the start I had on the bench, though. But I don't know. What's your thoughts on that whole 
Harvey Finnegan thing because I mean clearly like in the last 14 days or 30 days like Finnegan's been a lot better like he's yeah. not walking anyone keep striking out a lot of guys like swinging miss is better like everything is better underneath the hood recently so mm -hmm. I just but he just operates in operating at that highest leverage guy right that's, yeah that's what i was gonna say i mean yeah. it's 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 been a very hard picture to get visibility on because there really just haven't been a ton of saver opportunities and we have the advantage of like today and and obviously hunter harvey got the save today but like i would have said you know and a couple of weeks ago I, I, again i'm biased because i added hunter harvey in one of my mains that i need saves and my view of it was like, yeah, I saw Finnegan's usage and it, it to me kind of indicated that like he's being used as a high leverage and that they're kind of saving Harvey for the save ops. And like his his like bad outings are kind of like, in my opinion, just like seemingly games where they're like just giving him work like like yesterday, uh, for instance, when he he gave up uh he gave up a, uh, two runs in a game that they lost nine to three. I think they were just giving him some um, some game action, and it's just like kind of hard to replicate the ninth inning when you're coming in for a save versus when you're coming in in a seven three game that you're losing, just trying to get work. And it shouldn't be a, a difference, but you know it, it is like for a closer. So, I but like that being said, I agree with your mindset in terms of just the skills and stuff like that. Like if Finnegan was on my waiver, you know, in my leagues, I'd definitely throw a couple bucks on him just because yeah. I agree. I think, I think he is the better pitcher, but if you're just talking about how things seem to be trending based on roles, I, I think it's Harvey. Um, but just like you said before with the Foley thing, like a seven game week, um that if the nats have any kind of you know seven game week or six games in a row without that that's another thing i've kind of noticed with me my relievers like if i'm if i have a guy that i'm like hesitant on like harvey's a guy on my roster that i didn't start this week i think it's because they had three games monday through wednesday and then three games friday so they like that off day on on the thursday i'm kind of just like i'd rather have like either guys that i'm not totally sold on i'll put them in my line if they have a seven game week or if they have six games in a row if they have that middle game off day i'm kind of just like ah, i don't really i don't really want it because like if he's not the guy having that off day kind of allows the closer to get an extra day of rest so it just takes that opportunity to get like a vulture save away um mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense but uh no that does yeah yeah totally makes sense all right, let's get into some of the big uh, pickups of the week here. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, Emmett Sheehan and uh, Luis Matteau mm -hmm. were the uh, the two guys that were added in all 53 leagues. I wanted to kind of just talk about Sheehan because, like, honestly, after his start on Friday, I, I in my mind, I was like, he's going to go for 150 bucks. Just like, you know, I, I realized that there's less money available than there has been for – you know, Bobby Miller, Bryce Miller, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, six, five starter on the Dodgers. They need, you know, it seems like he has a pathway to, you know, the fifth starter job. Um, he, he had a no hitter um, and he, you know, destroyed the minors this year and, you know, skyrocketed it up prospect um, ranking. So I was like, 
you know, I just thought he was going to be like 150 average bid. Um, he didn't even go for half that. He was at, his average was 71 bucks. Um, you know, I know his start, he didn't have the swing and miss that he had at double A. And that was kind of one of the things that, in my opinion, I kind of was like tempered. Like I only have like one more big bullet to drop on a guy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So like I want to yeah. be fully, fully convinced that this is guy is worth it. And so I, I, you know, I was texting him like, you know, you concerned about the lack of swing and miss and like, um, I was like, this is what I'm seeing. I'm kind of just like, you know, the double A had the tacky ball. He lost some vertical movement on his fastball, you know, comparing it versus what he had at double um, A. So these were the things in my mind. And it seems like a lot of people kind of agreed with that. Um, just from what I saw, like I know Lance in his write up talked about, you know, the vertical movement change and, um, you know, lack of like swing strike. But like, I don't know. I just think like for 70, I, I just thought he would be a lot higher. Um, so I thought he was going to go higher too. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's, if there's a, are we getting, and by trying to get so granular, are we like just knocking down performances too much? Um, yeah. Trust me. Like, uh, you know, it's a sabermetric analytical driven hobby that we have, you know, we're trying to forecast numbers off of, you know, evaluations that we see metrics that like are predictive of other things. And we do our best to put a picture together. We have the expectations, like where's the whiff, where's the swinging strikes, you know, and that's obviously, you know, there's a reason why those things are better, right? Because you're not putting the ball into play, but performance wise <laughs> like results wise even abbott you know the same thing it's like i get it the the left on base the babip and all that stuff but like watching him pitch it's just well, he's just got a way about him that he just gets through the games and um but she yeah, you've been, like you've been saying watching. yeah you've been saying that about abbott and i'm like today right he gave up three home runs in the first like two innings and he didn't walk anybody and had 10 strikeouts like and, you know yeah, and like, the strike was the highest yeah it's like it's just weird it's just like yeah. um we just have to worry about pitching like he just he said he, he goes out there and he does his thing but for Sheehan too it's just watching him pitch was pretty exciting uh, I mean he's got this almost like a sh like shot putting from like his shoulder you know it's like this Crazy kind of not crazy, but just unique, yeah. Delivery slot and um, yeah, you know it's 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 hard. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's really hard trying to put together the pieces to think like you know if you're gonna spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. Um, like, like what do you up. think? What do you think it was? Like, do you think it's the because that's what it's not really clear to me. Like, was it the fact that like he only threw like. 68 innings last year and I, he's at 59 now yes is it like, yes 100 okay. i think it's a mix of that i think it's a mix of also people not fully understanding if if he's gonna stay in the rotation with the dodgers right like urias is coming back mm -hmm. are they gonna put thor back in you probably you know i don't know like you probably yeah. do wouldn't expect them to but you know they may be able to squeeze some more I don't, something out of him i don't know but yeah. I guess maybe those questions um, w were part of what made it hesitant because, like I said, he 
And some league he went for 12 bucks, which is, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely didn't expect any winning bid that low. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a mix of, of, of innings pitched, the workload, um, his spot, you know, um, and also, yeah, the I think the swing and miss had a lot to do with it. I think because it's been so hyper analyzed and hyper focused, you know. Um, but you know, I heard I, just... I, I heard um I heard Welsh on the Rates and Battle show talking about, you know, like uh just the pitchers are just, you know, um they're coming up and they're like they're working through the games um, almost to where it looks like there's like an efficiency thing they're trying to do. And it was an interesting thing that kind of triggered some thoughts in my head. Like maybe they are just teaching, you know, pitch your best pitches in the zone, you know, um, try to get through more of the game, right? Maybe they're trying to extract more value out of these guys, like that they know the swing and misses there, but if they just constantly attack in the zone, like maybe, you know, they can go deeper into games. Maybe they don't have to work count deep, but obviously you want swing and miss. But I don't know. It's interesting. I yeah. wonder if um because it, I think a lot of the youngsters don't have this extravagant swing and miss that we're all dying to see. But like you have to remind yourself too that they're just rookies, um, and I do think they have somewhat of an advantage with the pitch clocks. Like they've been working with it longer. Obviously, yeah. MLB veterans are veterans and they'll be pitching longer. But in terms of um having the ability to withstand it throughout a game and throw your highest feel at the end of the game and to carry it into the next start too. Yeah. Know. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. Yeah. I, that's something I've thought about too. Like even back when like, you know, fought was coming up and stuff like that. Um, I was like, yeah, he's going to be in an, uh, an advantageous spot compared to other pitchers. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I feel more confident in his role, but I just don't have the, I didn't have the money. Um, so it's just interesting, though, because, like, you know, like Brian Wu, like, he had the swing and miss stuff in his first start. It's just like he got Babbitt to death and, like, everyone just was totally off of him. And so it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's I weird. I think it was a two it's, and a third, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like two innings. Yeah. It's just, that scared yeah. scared people. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. we'll see. We'll see this week because we had another, like, highly hyped up guy tonight that didn't really get a lot of swing and miss um with gavin williams but um we can talk about that in the next yeah. next uh in a little bit so yeah matt um you know so then um matto and samad taylor um two other guys that i was like interested in but with matos i i was just like giants um but he's been playing center field every day um you know, I, I probably I didn't have the money to get him, so I, I can't really beat myself over it. But that was my one hesitation was like, um, you know, his power started picking up in AAA. We hadn't really seen it in a couple of years. Um, and would the Giants kind of like mess with his playing time? But I like the, you know, um, plate skills. He's walking a ton, stealing bases, playing every day. Um, so. I think I think he's going to be pretty good pickup for fifty seven bucks on average. Um, I don't think you. I, I know you. You had him as a fade. I, I listened to. Uh, mm -hmm. and I take advantage of my Patreon subscription. I, I know you were fade, <laughs> but you know if, if you're not looking for power, if you're looking for you know batting average speed, mm -hmm. it just might be a different profile than necessarily what um, you know 
you've may may have been looking for i guess have you changed your opinion on him or are you still kind of like No, no. I I mean, it, 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 I don't think he's a bad player. I mean, the kid, you know, clearly had, I think, a pretty bad quad injury. That's kind of what took his, like, prospect shine away. And his, his 2022 was not great because of that reason, you know? Um, and I think kind of like... Um, to me, it was just these two small samples, right? We get 130 plate appearances in double A, 115 in AAA, and he's like... lightning rod you know you saw it on twitter all the time you, you going deep going deep but i don't know like what i didn't like about it too when i looked into it it's like he had like a 6.7 percent barrel rate for like the seven home runs he hit in triple a so i was like okay what's going on there um i mean right again small sample so far but his exit velocities right now don't look strong at all Uh, the highest, hardest ball he's hit in the air was 98 miles an hour, you know. Um, I just, um, Yeah. 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 Yeah.
and then Massey Lopez. Um, there's just, you know, if he does play, and, and he didn't do anything, you know, granted you, you only have, you know, a couple games to see what they do, but, um, he didn't do anything to be like, Oh yeah, this guy's going to play every day. Um, he kind of just looks mm -hmm. like a, another guy that's going to just mix in. And even this week, he hasn't really done anything to stand out from the crowd. So, um, might be messy. Um, but, but yeah, like, like honestly, like I look at his, the skills and I'm like, this is like a, another potential like estuary Ruiz where, um, if he can, if he can hit major league pitching, um, you know, the speed and his aggressiveness on the bases is like very similar. So that's kind of where I was, um, at, but I just don't see the playing time that Ruiz has at this point for him. Yeah. Yeah. Early, early going is, is, you know, it's always so hard to tell. Cause I think, like I mentioned before, we're so hyper-focused, um, because we have all these stats now we're analyzing, so deeply into things. That's what yeah. I, I catch myself like, oh, I get this guy a break. He's just brand new to the major leagues. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the biggest thing so far earlier for Taylor is the swing and strike rate and the whiff rate. It's pretty high. Mm. Um, so I think like Reese Olsen made him look foolish. And I was like, well, I mean, because Reese Olsen's like Cy Young candidate. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so you got Blanco. Did you have any interest in a Blanco or just no. Taylor? It was just, no, okay. just Taylor. Blanco, just Taylor. I, I, you know, 30 year old guy that I, I don't know. He just feels like, um, you know, like kind of like a, just trying to think of like a guy that, you know, it's like a bench pinch runner, like a Terrence Gore or something like that. To me, that's kind of the vibe I got from him. I, and truthfully, I think he's, he goes down first at once. Um, Isbell's back. They can't have this many outfielders on one roster. Just like, yeah, they, you know. So that was my oh, view yeah. on him. I, I had no bids on him. Yeah, um, Paul Blackburn was interesting. I kind of had a couple bids in on him for cheap. Um, he was pretty good going into um that period. Four game starts with twenty and two thirds with a three eight four Sierra. 25-3 to 6.6 K to walk percentage. It all looked good. First pitch strike was good. Ball percentage, 33%. Mint, 11% strike rate, uh, which is um, league average. Got guys to chase, good in the zone. The slider's nasty. I was like, oh, look at Paul Backburn. He's pretty solid compared to all the, you know, I know people hear the name Paul Backburn, and they're like, oh, Bob, it's just meh. It's just, uh, you know, but compared to some of what the other pitchers have been doing, those numbers stand out to you, and like in a four game start set, you're like, "Oh, this is this is actually not too bad." It's it's just obviously doesn't come with many wins, and it's still you know mm -hmm. not not a profile that you're that you're like clamoring over. But he did pretty decent today. Yeah. I mean, five innings pitch, four and runs, but the seven Ks, the one walk, and um, you know, not too bad with the whiff and the swing strike. But he's just pretty, I guess, just a solid pitcher. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I was kind of surprised. Like, I, I had him up as one of the higher uh, priority pitchers on my bid list this week, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm kind of surprised he was even available in so many leagues this week, um, given the fact that you know everyone is kind of desperate for pitching and anybody with a role. You know, he he made the All Star team last year. Um, he was good. You know, I picked him up pretty early last year, and he was good until. I think he he had a finger injury that he kind of was just trying to pitch through, and that kind of 
unraveled this season, I think. But yeah, I think he's like a solid, you know, like a kind of like, um, I don't know, like a, a boring, like, I don't know, Kyle Gibson type guy where it's like, uh, you know, he'll give you five, five innings, three earned, you know, every Mm -hmm. now and then he'll, he'll pop a 7k performance. Like, um, and you need guys like that probably on your roster. So, um, yeah, he was somebody I was interested in average bid eight bucks. I think that's fine. I, I was probably a little cheaper just cause I was trying to just get a pitcher on my team for a buck. And that's how I ended up with, uh, Nikki P but, um, yeah, he was a guy I would be interested. I was interested in, uh, Miley too. Same thing. Just, you know, anybody that can, uh, you know, has major league experience, has a role, you know, like I'll take them and, uh, you know, and see what they can give me and play the matchups, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, our, uh, well, get to that guy next. Um, Ryan O'Hearn, I wanted to hit on real quick. Um, obviously this guy is just tearing the cover off the ball. Um, not, not a large sample so far on the season for O'Hearn, but, um, Filling in for Ryan Mountcastle pretty solidly. Still sitting versus lefties, but um, full season, 94 plate appearances. He got six home runs on nine barrels. Got a 14% barrel rate. Just like I said, just hitting the cover off the ball. But strange to me because like Mountcastle's coming back and they have a five-game yep. week too. So it's not a streamer. And he's not going to be playing soon unless everyone kind of thinks that like Mountcastle is like, in trouble. Um, but again, maybe it's just a... I don't know. I honestly, um, even the following week, they got, you know, they're facing, I think, two lefties. So just an interesting ad, I guess, at, at this point, because I think you probably wanted to do it like last week, like yeah. last, last week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he went uh, unopposed. So in, in, uh, oh man, I can't, I don't have the memo or I don't have the uh, article up right now, but he went unopposed in, let me see. He went unopposed in 12 of the leagues that he was added in this week. And he was added in um, in 23 leagues. So, yeah, I think, you know, over half the leagues didn't – there was there wasn't a backup bid for him. So, um, I think he'll be added. I mean, what did Mountcastle go on the aisle for anyway? Vertigo. It was like Vertigo, right? So, like yeah. – uh, is it? I feel like I'm not worried. I mean, you're not worried about Mountcastle. I don't think so. No. Okay. I feel like uh, who who who's somebody else that had vertigo recently? Wasn't it um? My mother just had it and she defeated it in like th- three weeks. She's <laughs> right, seventy six. There you go. There she you got seventy six. Two bad knees and went through a hell of a lot in like two years ago. So uh, I I have faith in Mountcastle. All right, there you go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my reference. I I don't have no uh, you know, like uh, Dave experience, but I, I I can I can refer it to like real life experience, like what's yeah. going on around me. Yeah, <laughs> I think I guess um, uh, who was it? Austin Meadows, I think, kind of had had it a little bit, right? And right, he's right, a guy that yes. couldn't. So so you know, it's a uh, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, it is a weird thing. So I had it too. You just recalibrate it real quick, real quickly. I went to the chiropractor, and boom, and then it. They 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 give you a move that you do on the bed. You have to 
fall down, like fall back and turn your head a certain way and repeat it and boom. It's just a just an ear thing. The the crystals Yeah. in your ear get a little Yeah. and it usually comes after like an infection, like like Okay. after a sinus infection or something, or after you've been really sick. It doesn't regenerate the cells doesn't regenerate and the and the crystals inside of it gets a little like our friend Bubba say wishy washy. And um and, and you know, and and then you get a little stunad. That's what happens. <la
Yeah, no, because I remember, you know, when he got hurt, um, you know, they were talking about being like definite six to eight weeks, you know, yeah. and I yeah. think that was um, exit with. Yeah, that was May 30th. Okay. So that's, so that's June, like July. Like I, I was that's like, like early August. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I dropped them in in my super auction, you know, um, because it's it. I'm not. Again, I'm not really playing for that overall. I think if I had him in the main event, I might have like been more apt to think about stashing him for that long. Um, but you know, and as much as I like him too, as as a player, we was kind of high on him. Him just his skill stabilizing and being a force to share. I don't know if he's really like a, a, a like a mustache kind of guy. You know, mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that came yeah. out like a a meatball so anyway yeah i, I mean know. yeah he was he was coming on like right, it, it sucked he he was coming on right before he got injured so it's like it's really hard to get a view of of him like you know two years ago he was killing spring training looked like he was gonna make the team and then he broke his foot and then like i don't know just i i don't feel like we've gotten a real like good who is look the real at him. exactly guy. yeah 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 we so, can get a good look at your butcher's ass no what's the one <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't. I'm, boy, I'm like right? terrible mm-hmm. at quotes. Yeah, no. <laughs> just think, chicken wings, chicken wings. Oh man, it was just on TV. Okay, but I can, I can at least. I, I have a stupid memory with like, I don't watch movies all day, Random but I have quotes. this. I have stupid memories of like remembering things really, uh, really well. Um, at least my brain is doing good with something. Um, any more of the drops you want to kind of highlight? I mean, well, Ed, before ads, we hit the drops. Just the, just the one, um, Jordan Hicks. So, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we talked about guy. Foley and mm-hmm. Hudson, but Jordan Hicks is the one that I want, you know. Um, it's like, it's weird. Um, so I, he went for like triple digits in, in one of my mains, and I was like two or three bucks on him. And I kind of knew, especially after the back-to-back saves on Saturday and Sunday, I knew I wasn't going to get him. Um you know, like he to me, he's a pitcher. Obviously, he throws like 103, 104, but we've just seen this before where, like, you know, and he's like a guy like Brewster, Brewster Gratterall, too. Throws super hard, has these spurts of like two weeks where he's getting like, you know, 30% strikeout rate, and then he goes back to being super hittable. Um, and, you know, we haven't really gotten a definitive update on Helsley and then Gallegos is still there also while it seems like in the short term Hex will still get the saves especially after he got another one on Monday um, I'm just not like I, I, I'm not sure that, that we're going to look back and be like that was a great use of fab yeah I think it's um, I don't I don't I don't hate anyone's bid for him because I think that the upside is that you know he finds it he finally gets this thing in his career that has eluded him for his first 209 innings <laughs> but you know at the same time you catch that lightning a bottle people are thinking like Ryan Helsley last year right look what mm-hmm. he did it's true. Put, put it together and he was awesome for people down the stretch with impressive you know everything, right? Yep. Um, I mean, 
compared to last year or even his career average, his swing and strike rate is up, what, 1.4%. Okay, that's fine. The K minus walk, though, is, is pretty solid. Career was 11-2. Now it's 19-6. The Sierra's at 3-4-7. you like to see that. Um, but he still has a big-time problem throwing balls, you know? Mm -hmm. 50% um, walk rate this year. 100%, 41% ball rate, which that lines up. That's about a 13% walk rate. Um, first pitch strike, 53%, constantly falling behind. Doesn't get guys to chase, 25% O-swing, right? Good in the zone. Zone contact is 84%. League average about 86 So, But that's a little better than league average, and you're not getting guys to chase. So I don't trust that. His 40% ball rate is now just fixed because in his last three starts, here's the thing, right? Going back, I mean, not starts, his last four appearances, June 14th, 28% ball percentage, 17th, 26th, 18th, 21-4. Again, like league average is 36 and a half, right? Last out in 33-3. Okay, so is he this new pitcher now who doesn't throw balls anymore? You know, because that's my thing with him. Like, it, it's just... When he doesn't find the plate and he don't get swing and misses and you don't get chases, I don't know. And now, you know, they're like, oh, let's just roll him out three straight games. Um, throwing 104, it's yeah. just, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm not rooting against him or for I'm not woogieing this thing like as uh as we've come to call it now from Maddie Wood calling it a woogie if you root for the uh player. <laughs> If you root for the player, you didn't get in fab. Great call there. Uh, but, right. you know, I, 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 I just, yeah. Again, like 30, 40 bucks, I thought was like a good spot if you really think everything would come together and you get a good stretch of saves. Mm. Um, I went as high as seven in one league. I, didn't know if I was honestly, I didn't, it wasn't what they call a keep him honest, but I really didn't think that he would have this much interest. I get the the saves was was huge, but yeah, um, I thought we've been then down this road before with yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was just trying to keep it realistic, but I know for some, and I get it, um, you know, like the they they that's like Maddie Modica, I know him, he I trust all his skills and analysts you know, view, and he, he was just, like, flat out, like, I desperately need saves. So in desperation mode, 30, 40 bucks is, is I think, a good sweet spot. Um, For me, I just, like, this. there will be spots opening up. I'd rather pay yeah. up when, like, a full spot emerges because, like, Gallegos is still there, and maybe the news on Helsley isn't the best, but it's also not the worst. So it's that also... Yeah, that, you know, that has to play into effect. So I'm and I've just been like constantly spending, even if it's eight, 18 bucks on the guy who doesn't become the closer. So I just want to wait for it to be a clear guy and I'll go into a bidding war when I know this is the guy, you know, yeah. so up until then, I'll, I'll take my eight dollar stabs on Foley or twelve dollar stabs on Justin Lawrence before I go pay up a lot on, because yeah. I could for like that 45 bucks, I'd rather take four shots, you know, at like yeah. an eight to $10 guy. I don't know. That's just I my, agree. No, that's no, just no, my I agree. route. I don't know if that's right or wrong, um, but you know, that's the way I look at it. I got yeah. four shots to do it instead of one. That's, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Drops. Interesting drops. So put, put the list together. Um, 
Anyone you want to talk about? Anyone that catches your eye? Um, I guess, you know, just like Jose Alvarado is kind of questionable to me. Just came back. He's throwing even harder than he did before. Yeah. Um, looks like he's going to at least, you know, at some, some share of the pie. Uh, but just even as a, uh, a ratio insulator um, for your team, Seth Lugo is, you know, again, it's the only one league. So I'm not going to pick on this, but Yeah. he just comes back from the IL and now Yeah. you drop him. It's just Well, one of those kind of things, yeah, I they, guess. they, yeah, you, you, you hung on, hung on to him. I'm assuming they hung on to him, and then yeah, he was coming back on this week because they cut him before he started. I'm sure they wouldn't have cut him Yeah. if if they saw the start. But yeah, like you wait, and then they're coming back. But maybe it was a situation where, you know, there's a guy available. And they, they viewed it as an upgrade. So, Upgrade, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, I guess Matthew Libertor, um, I guess I'm, although I see, I mean, it is a valid drop. It, it's also like a very valid do not add to me. But uh, I'm surprised that like uh, a lot of people have already moved on because I would have figured that these are like the believers that, Mm -hmm. that would hold on for a little bit longer. So I don't know. Um, I think he's worth the drop for sure. And um Yeah, I guess, you know, Tristan McKenzie, five league, that's pretty much, uh, you know, that's just a team just going to just be proactive with it now and just get Yeah. out in front of it instead of hanging Yeah. on any hope that he's going to be back before like August or whatever. So, uh, Yeah. but yeah, no, I don't think that, uh, like you mentioned in your notes, it really hasn't been, there wasn't much on this list compared to previous weeks where it's like, oh, these, why are people dropping this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, th I think that's the theme of this week. Like, honestly, like this week's ads and drops, it was kind of like, you know, not a ton of super interesting, like, things that were being done far and wide. I think maybe people are kind of starting to look at their team needs and say, I'm going to attack this guy, I'm going to attack that guy, I'm going to grab this spot. Because, uh, yeah, it's just, I think the disbursement of both ads and drops were pretty widespread. Um, Mm Yeah, the 
I mean, honestly, so I I don't know if you looked at it much. Um, I looked at the seven-game week, so there's six teams that have seven games next week. So the White Sox, Tigers, Angels, Brewers, Mets, Rangers. But um, there's there wasn't so too much that was super actionable. Um, yeah. It's like – and honestly, like I tried to look through like the entire schedule to see if like – one team was facing a bunch of lefties or a bunch of righties. And like, it's just another week where it's like a lot of teams are playing, you know, four righties and two lefties. So it's like, you know, there's not much of a opportunity for platoons, but um, I guess what I did quickly identify. um, So the angels have a seven game week and it looks like they're going to face all righties with four games against Chicago, the Chicago White Sox and three games against Arizona. So their outfields are already messy with the, uh, the four outfielders for three spots thing, but maybe Mickey Moniak gets an extra game or two, maybe Jordan or uh, Jared Walsh with Urshela hurt, Rendon hurt. Um, You know, you got to figure that now Brandon jury might be playing a little more third, which might open up first for Walsh. I mean, he stinks. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, but it's four games. It's it's seven games versus righties. So maybe he gets some more run, but I wouldn't chase it. Yeah, I'm. I think I think Moniak is is definitely definitely um interesting. Honestly, if they had um it, it's, it's crazy because i did have him at the end of my bid list this week because i was like um the only thing that was hesitant was the colorado series was so money i was like well, colorado and then and and then all these righties because i kind of saw this last week in a fab and i was just mm-hmm. thinking in my head oh man it's just if only those i was like two righties you know i would have streamed them for that week and then the the that weekend set and then the following week, I definitely like that call. He started four of the last five games versus righty. So mm-hmm. if he gets to five game week, um, that that's pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, uh, goes up against some decent pitching. You know, except for Tuki Toussaint, who's I can't believe I see him on any pitching grid. It's just it never goes away. This guy. Nope. 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 He doesn't. Never um, goes away. Um. The, so, um, I kind of like the Tigers. Uh, I think they have the most actionable. Yeah, they, they platoon so much. So yeah, they got five. So they yeah, so they they play four in Texas and then three in Colorado. So, um, you know, obviously the Colorado's great. Um, and Texas has been kind of a weird, good hitting environment. Also, they get four. They have five versus right-handed pitching. Two versus lefties. That I guess was my only hesitation with the um with their their kind of matchups, but um and I didn't write down if they if they have more of those righties. Um they got or, one they got one lefty on the Monday to Thursday and then one mm-hmm. lefty on the weekend. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so you're so, thinking uh like I think we might get more time for Andy Abanez. Um okay. he has played he has started in um nine of the last ten games. Um kind of all around two second base, third base, left field. Um Abanez has been kind of sneaky all season long. Um he 
kind of got off to this hot start, like hitting the ball really hard, but wasn't getting results. Mm. But on the season, he has a 13% barrel rate. Um, and excuse me, but the last, uh, last 14 days, he's been super hot, even the last 30 days. Um, and it was a, it was a good article about him and MLB newsletters from the Tigers thing. And it was just saying how they stuck with him because they saw how hard he was hitting the ball. Um, he did lose some PT, like he was getting everyday PT. I picked him up and then he lost it and then kind of getting it back again. But in the last 14 days, um, he does have two home runs and five barrels. So fucking 16% barrel rate. Guy's not striking out, putting good bat on the ball. So he's the kind of guy like um I think that's just widely available. It'll be interesting. Matt Matt Veeling, like I mentioned before, now that I think that if his back I mean, if he didn't get hurt, he would have been 100% owned by the end of last week. But he's now right. 60%. So he's still out there. Again, he played today. He was fine. Um, he might be still be a little worried about that back injury hanging around. But, again, good seven-game week and a possible rest-of-season kind of hold. Um, Jake Rogers is widely available, too, in, in two-catcher leagues. Um, he's also got three home runs in the last two weeks. Uh, good, good solid barrel rate on the season and going to Colorado. Um, it's pretty. I wanted to talk about Zach McKinstry for a second because um, I've added Zach McKinstry onto teams. Um, just been so locked into um, you know his playing time and the fact that he's platooning, but he was he was doing everything well, right? And but in the last thirty last thirty days, he hasn't been you know doing that great. I was kind of think maybe if his magic is kind of running out a little bit. It's, Still hitting the ball pretty hard, but the OPS is down to six thirty six in the last thirty days, and mm. you know and he's turning uh, back into Zach McKinstry. Is what you're saying? I I hope not because I I do like his overall skill set, but it just could be like you know um, again I'll go I'll go to my good friend Toby Baffled Crazy, but he he always talks about variance, you know, and it's just like this short sample variance, and um, it could be just you know yeah he's back to being Zach McKinstry, you know. But yeah. um, he's again, he's still hitting the ball pretty hard, but not getting the outcomes that he was yeah. having in the beginning of the season, and that could eventually also too lead lead to like him not playing all the time, you know? right? But right, yeah. Especially so. because I kind of want to mention another guy too on the Tiger. This is the Tiger show. Um, he started for the last five games, uh, but Zach Short on the Tigers. Um, been he's been pretty sneakily impressive. He just doesn't play a lot enough because it's been a little bit of mixed of Ibanez. Um, he's got this. He's got the. Uh, he's playing against lefties at second, and then he floats around and covers third and short. But uh, on the season, he's got ninety two plate appearances, uh, ninety nine two forty seven average, three home runs, stolen base, but he doesn't reach sixteen percent um O swing. Which is really good. League average is like 30. Uh, zone swing is solid, 69.5%. Only 6% strikeout, 6% swing and strike, and um, 13% power rate. And hitting the ball in the air pretty hard, too. So just a little interesting name to, to keep an eye on. Um, the skills are there, but just not the not the PT. But if you want to speculate on a seven-game week... Um, there's a lot of opportunity here because this is where you, this is where you have to go to. Like like you mentioned, yeah. like it's not really 
some teams have the most games, but in like in the NFBC leagues, um, online championships or main event, they just may not be available, you know? Right. So you got to look to those next level teams like this, where guys are kind of available. And if, and if they could match your team at all. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. No, it's a good, good name. So kind of a blind spot for me, the Detroit and yeah, like we talked about earlier, just not, uh, streaming and taking advantage of opportunities like that um so yeah those are good names for me i I took some notes um so brewers have six of seven versus righties but at this point i'm not even sure if there's anything super actionable um weimer's pretty much like fully owned um mm-hmm. you know so I, I don't know if there's a ton there um the mets also have you know the four versus milwaukee three versus san francisco so they're at home one lefty um, on the Monday through Thursday, one lefty on the weekend. So Vogelbach's warming up. Um, he's probably going to be in the lineup five of those seven games, um, probably all games versus the righties. Um, so he might he might be an option. I don't know. Looks like oh, the bat's God. coming around. Oh, uh, God. He just yeah. – he... He hit that home run the other night, and I was like, "Man, he just bought himself another month of playing time." And then yep. he just been—he stung the ball today. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no one wants to run you out of town unless you're hitting. You know, they, they just do the job that you you brought up. And he has been more aggressive too, yeah. which is just like swing the fucking bat, man. Like yeah. I get it, you could take a walk. I love that, but like drive the ball, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drive the ball. Yep, my now. Um, Rockies six games at home is awesome, but three versus the Dodgers, three versus Detroit, but and then it's a three lefty and three righty split. So, um, yeah, it's a mess. I'm thinking, you know, the only person I could identify is maybe like a Jorge Alfaro. Um, he's been DHing a lot. Uh, and like if you if you need a cheap catcher, um, maybe not the worst thing in the world, but. He's got he's he's fast. He's not catching, so his legs should be fresh. Maybe he steals a couple bases. Um, he hits the ball hard when he hits the ball. I don't know. That's that's all I got though. I, I just you know I don't see a lot of opportunities there to take advantage. There's not really much to take advantage of other than just being at home because you know. So um, yeah, you're right. Because the play is just meh. You know, yeah. uh, Coco Montes is. Um... An interesting power speed threat. He actually started versus a righty on uh yesterday, two well, two two days ago, Tuesday, which was interesting because I thought he was just gonna, you know, strictly be uh versus lefty bat at second. But you know, they may be uh giving him a little bit more of a look. So I think that's I haven't kinda... I haven't looked. Is that just because Tovar's been out? Or, uh... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I forgot about Tovar. I forgot about Tovar. Yeah, they they slid. Um, I should know. Not really, because oh yeah, Castro did did go to short that game when they faced the righty. When when Montez probably would have been out. How Castro, who's the second base part of the platoon, would have yeah. um would have went to second. So yeah, that's great. Good call there. Good call. Yeah. Connor um, Kaiser, the guy who replaced Ezekiel Tovar, they come up with some crazy names. I never even heard of that guy. So, no. <laughs> um, then yeah, I mean, so uh, the only other uh, other couple, so Oakland has three games versus the Yankees, three games versus Chicago, all versus right-handed pitching. So, 
that's the usual suspects for Oakland, the lefty platoon bats. So Noda, maybe Jace Peterson as a speed stream, um, JJ Blade. Um, you know, I feel like every time Oakland has a bunch of righties in a row, we're talking it's Oakland and Detroit, uh yeah. the the stream streaming opportunities, right? Quick fact about Noda, he started versus the last three lefties. Okay. Uh, so it's um it looks like he's full time PT. He hasn't had a day off since May twenty eighth. Okay. So kind of becoming a guy like if you really trust the skills which i do he has a nice little skill set he has that open a get on base but he's stinging the ball mm -hmm. um so yeah if you if you in your head you think he's still a platoon guy it looks like they're done with that with him he's playing okay. all the time yeah cool um mm -hmm. san francisco has three games at the uh toronto and three games at the mets and all should be versus right-handed pitching mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but how actionable is that jock's probably already owned um I guess, I guess we'll see what happens with the Yastrzemski injury, but like Conforto is already owned, so I don't know if there's really even a ton of things that you can even do. Um, yeah, this is probably like I said, maybe push Blake Sable back into some PT. Yeah, playing the outfield. You know, he was playing. He was playing a lot of left, so um, they can make that work somehow. I don't know. If Conforto was playing right when he was playing left. Not Conforto's playing left when Yaz is, is playing right. So I don't know if they could swing that around and maybe move Sable into playing time again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, the for the no watch list Wednesday. Have five, right? No teams have five games, but I thought it was interesting. Oh, I, I, didn't even, yeah. I didn't even look at that. Yeah, so, you know, I think we've had a couple, like, three, four weeks now where it's been, like, two teams or four teams. This week, there's no team okay. with five. Yep. And, yep. and You're 100% yeah, right. It, That's good. it is a pretty interesting week because it's not like those clear, clear advantages. Um, and it might be one of those like where everyone's kind of going after the same guys. Um, and and obviously we'll talk about, you know, the next big thing that you'll get this weekend, Gavin Williams and Henry Davis. Mm -hmm. Um I'm 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 interested to see how much more I could I think Davis is gonna go for more than Naylor did. I don't know why I have this gut feeling, but because I know because I think, you know, Davis being a catcher who's just playing the outfield, playing all the time, it's going yeah. into that MJ, Melendez, and Varsho range where it's just yeah. it's just PT with a catcher designation on it, and that that that's really huge. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know D Naylor had some defensive concerns as well, um, and you know, obviously Cleveland being so pitching heavy. Um, you know, you don't have those concerns with a guy that's going to be playing in the outfield and DHing every day if that's what Davis is going to be doing. So um, he's a pull hitter too. Yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, but one yeah, one did... also, right? So yeah, that's... one one the stud. Yeah, they uh and and yeah and Gavin Williams got to start today for the Indians. Got off to a rough start, but he seemed to settle himself a little bit pretty well. Um, I guess this is another thing too, like. Does the the Cal Quantrill come back and and kick one of the younger kids to the curb? Do you think like if if like let's just say I don't know they decide like Williams is looking better than Bybee or one of Allen or Bybee? Do do one of them have the potential to go down and they keep Williams up? It's are you afraid at all? Like going yeah, I mean into it's definitely with, with it's him? definitely yeah it's definitely something you have to like strongly consider right like yeah. Um, you know, he, he, I, I looked like his, 
I think I think I was looking earlier his whiff rate was like um in this start was I think like nineteen nineteen percent. percent. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so that's not what would have expected, um, given all the um reports Ooh, about wow. him in the minors and things like that, right? So um Well the hundred the hundred was the thing. He hit ninety eight and he sat ninety five five. So I don't know if it was because it was uh, like you know, like we're saying, it was a shitty day in New Jersey. I'm sure in Ohio it wasn't that great. But yeah, w was it the weather? Because the guy was. I mean, everywhere, every tweet that we've seen from prospect guys, a hundred plus, hundred mile an hour fast, but hundred mile. Well, I didn't see it today. Yeah, and and I think uh, the velo was dropping as the start went on. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and yeah, like Cal Contral's starting rehab. Granted, they could that he has options. They could just they could just um tell him to keep pitching at AAA. Um, so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's it like it's the same probably the same logic that people need to um do with Williams that they did with um Sheehan last week. Like, you know how what what kind of leash is he gonna have? Um doesn't look like we're going to have an answer to that for Sunday. So right. it's uh, all part of the, the math equation that goes into deciding on how to drop a big fab bid. Um, you know, I, I don't have the answer. I, I, I think there's a decent chance that like Bontra went, if, if he comes back and is healthy, gets a, a shot in the rotation again. Um, and maybe they just use that as a way to, yeah, like you said, send one of these young prospects down and, you know, give them a rest yeah. or keep them kind of, um, you know, just available so that they don't burn them all out, um, you know, before September, assuming assuming there is some sort of set um, workload limit that they have on these guys. Um I think some of them, you know, I think some of them, I think Williams started his season late because of an injury. So, you know, I don't know, maybe he's the one that sticks and Bybee or Allen go down for a little bit. And I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I know it's just, it's definitely just going to make it a little, for me, a little skeptical because I was kind of excited. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not excited anymore, but, you know, and you know, sitting ninety five five isn't horrible, <laughs> but um, it's not a hundred. It's not like there were yeah, there were reports he was sitting ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's like I said, I, maybe I just won't have that. Like I have I have one more bullet to fire in both of my mains, and it might not even be enough, but I can at least fire it. Um, but when I do, I want to feel certain that in you know firing at that target and like maybe i'll just always have these like doubts on anyone that i'm gonna do it on and maybe i just don't do it on anybody and i just spread it like i've been doing with my fab all year so i don't know it's tough yeah um, definitely is because um but it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of guys still to come and i know we say that every week but like i think freelick and Encarnacion Strand, those are the two that I think could be up relatively soon. Um, but I don't see a whole lot of other impact players besides that coming up. Yeah, and and this is kind of like 
I think where where you have to kind of separate yourself from everybody else because like you can you can easily just pay up and get and get a big guy right and get a big name prospect or uh, a player that someone dropped that you know it's a no brainer to add and have on your team but when it comes down to the point of the season where you got to manage your money and you have to find your spot to get cheap value, you know, it's all about, it's all about that expected value that you're going to get from your bad dollar. So if you can forecast it now, like understanding, you know, I, I could use dollar bids or $2 bids now. So I could save the eight to nine for later. If you don't have a lot of money, instead of staying in that range and then dropping down to dollar when you need it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, also too, like with category management too, I feel like a lot of people say, I'll just wait, you know, I, I'm not looking at categories yet. I'm just trying to get volume. Yeah. Like everyone's trying to get volume. Like, of course you're going to want to get runs, ribbies, you know, stolen bases too, like all of it at once. Yeah. But like, if everyone has that attitude that they'll wait mm-hmm. and then in August, Every, yeah, you're competing for Deron Blanco in August with everyone. Yep. You know? Um yep. With David Hamilton, we've got to mention him. Maybe, who knows, if he's sticking around with the Red Sox, but he's throwing a ton of bases. But anyway, just like, if there's a path to get categories now, um, try to get them now. That's yep. it. That's what, just, yeah, that's what I did in one of my mains. I'm just like, I don't have a closer. I had Jason Adam, I had Alvarado, and I just... Lawrence and Harvey were available one week and I was like, I'm just gonna grab them and I'm gonna, and like, I haven't even really been playing them um, just cause I, I haven't liked the spots, but like I, you know, I was like, I need the category and I don't want to wait until it's going to be, you know, a $90 like, you know, run on the first closer that becomes available whether it be after the trade deadline or after an injury or whatever it's like i gotta just try to grab the guys that i think can have a role now while i can so yeah i agree um i i think it's it's very wise to uh see what you need and and start attacking it rather than waiting for yeah yeah just take, it, just take the extra time out just see what's out there you know yeah. um if if you're if you're like in the overall hunt you know, and you really need to move up in categories, figure out how much each home run is worth, you know. Each home run is 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 sixty three points or whatever if you you figure out, you know, that that's how you do your math. I'm not in that um I haven't been in that mode all year for, for the main event overall. I just finally got one of my teams into top hundred. Actually it's crazy quick crazy like three weeks, which is just to have to show you how much things can change mm-hmm. right now. So just keep grinding, stay at it. But I flipped from like 82 points to 110 and it's just, oh, hell yeah, it, it, it's great. It feels good to get that bump. I'm still in third in my league. And it's like, that's the, the thing. It's like the, the guy's at the top Vince, uh, I think it's Vic Taffer. I don't know how to say his last name. And of course, John, John Posma, mm. who's just, just, uh, the goat is just like, you know, just doing his thing up at the top. But he's, um, it's just, it's just, it could happen quick, but it could, you know, that took a 20 home run week and a 60 run, 60 RBI week for my team that I never see on a weekly line. It's just everything fell in line that, yeah, that week perfectly. But, um, so for example, like in, in, in that league, it's just, uh, 
you know, there's there's a couple categories I'd like to just own in on, but you know, you you got to do your best. Just uh, yeah, yeah, figure it out. All right, anything else you want to hit before we get out of here? No, no, I think I'm all cool, set. Man. Fantastic. Anyone want the Cat Stomped article on the pullherder.com website can go do that. You can catch him on Twitter at bullpen underscore. Is it underscore no. bullpen? Or is no, it no just, underscores? Yeah, just straight. Yep. Just straight. Just, just straight at bullpen guru. I forget yep. who, who has underscores and not. They should just ban underscores to remember to say it. <laughs> you know? I think we should start that hashtag, ban the All underscores. Right. Yeah, underscore the underscore. Underscore the, <laughs> the underscore. Yo, I had a rant. Today on my Patreon, did you hear it? I haven't listened yet. I'm like, okay, I'm, okay. I'm in. I'm I'll, in one of my I'll, phases right now, okay. Rob, it, where I'm. Uh, it's okay. You know, you know. I've heard you talk about it before, where you're like, sometimes I just can't listen to pods. I have. 100%. I like this week. I like this it. week, I've been like two days of like just uh, no pods, and and uh, but I'll catch up. Mind. You got You know, the mind. problem is that I catch up. I can catch up so quick, and then I run out of shit to listen to. So oh, I'm just okay. kind of building up a little so. queue. Yeah, yeah, building you know, up. Build, a little cut. Queue. Well, uh, it. normally it's like the lawn cutting and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, no. So I, I missed the rant, but lay it on uh, me. So it's about it's about when you listen to a podcast and people will give you the bid percentages. Oh, like, okay. I saw you like, tweeting about this. You know, like I I I spent six percent of my budget. Yeah, and so now you're you're assuming like you're talking about your overall budget, like because people say, oh, you know, six percent is six six yeah. bucks of a hundred or sixty of a thousand, but you've obviously not at a thousand anymore. Right. So the six percent you said you're spending is a different number, and yeah. um, I just feel like you could say I spent six dollars in a league with a hundred dollars fab, and there'll be no confusion. Yeah. You know, and just and- say the number. Yeah, just yeah. say the number. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, because like your percentage yeah, leaves so much contact out. Exactly, exactly, and and you're like not helping the, anybody. Yeah, yeah, you're just saying, oh, I think this guy's worth six percent of your remaining budget. But if my remaining budget is fifty bucks, um, you know, that's three dollar <laughs> bid, and I know, I you know, know you're not going to get anybody for that. So it's like, yeah, yeah, oh. I I agree. And then you're also like trying to do math too, which like. You're not trying to do that when you're uh, listening to a podcast. You're not trying to have to do any kind of math. You're just give me. It's like a uh, dumb and dumber. So here's a quote: "Give me the damn number." Just give me the. <laughs> oh Lloyd, oh uh, Harry. Um, all right, one more rant. So I have this thing that happens often to me when I go shopping, right? Um, okay. to the supermarket. Me and my wife go. Um, I'm, I have a hundred percent cart return rate yeah hundred yeah, yeah. percent have to be yeah if you're not a hundred percent you you need to walk a little more in your life that's it uh-huh. just, just simple as that so anyway i always walk it back and i have this thing that's happened multiple times right where you, you see someone walking from their car so like you're like hey i could hey do you want a cart you know so then you can save a, a trip to the mm-hmm. cart return area and right. this person could gain the cart right mm-hmm. Like, no. And he looks at me like, no. Like, why would I want to take it from you? And it's weird. All right. So maybe they just hand basket it, right? And But I see them enter the store and they grab a cart. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Like, why not just yeah. take my cart? They didn't do a sanitizing wipe on it. So it wasn't right. the I mean, yeah. I, I was Or like, they think that the all the carts that are just already there are sanitized or something like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Even despite the sanitation, before, you know, 
And 2018, yeah. no one gave yeah. a shit about wiping their fucking, you know, their handlebar in the supermarket thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, it, it's just an odd occurrence. It's happened multiple times. And I just, I don't know why people don't want the card acceptance. I mean, Maybe I they just don't, like, you know how it's like the worst thing. <laughs> this is going off a weird tangent, but, <laughs> you know, like the worst thing is like if you go, and I don't know if you do, um, like you go to like a, a restroom and you like have to take a shit and you sit down and the seat's warm from like, so, so meaning Ooh, like somebody was just there before so you and that's like the stable. worst feeling in the world. Maybe they like don't want the feeling of like somebody else's hands warm on like hands. the cart, warm you know, hands. maybe that's hmm. what it is. They're anti warm hands. So next, yeah, like good... they want the cold you know uh, handlebar thing. I got it. So the next time that happens, I'm going to ask them. <laughs> just be like, what? You don't want my warm, uh, you don't want, you don't my want warm, warm handlebars? Handles? You want cold handlebars? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you saw. There's this. There's a uh, supermarket, and I don't know if it's a a thing in the U.S. that they took from France or if it's one state. But there's a place where you have to put a quarter in when you take a cart, and um, if you return the cart, you get your quarter back. But like the and and the thought, I guess, is um, to make people less lazy. Yeah. Because you're not gonna like, like, well, to to make people make people less lazy, and uh, they need a treat like a dog. Yeah, or if it, like, <laughs> I, I guess it, it might be more to encourage more of like what you're talking about. Like, a nobody carries quarters around, so like I never have nobody. any change. So like I wouldn't, I'd be fucked on that thing first. But then you're you're passing it off to some, you're passing your card off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to just letting it either sit in a parking spot or whatever, um, because you're either you're returning it to get your quarter, but like nobody gives a shit about a quarter, it, and it's just more like you're just passing it to the next person because somebody else doesn't have a quarter because nobody has change, so they're just gonna take you know your cart mm-hmm. once you're done with it. So mm-hmm. that was one thing I I saw, and and then if they are still lazy about it, I guess the quarter um can go towards paying. You know the guys that are picking up the carts. So it seems like a good um, pockets. Good... Pockets no longer carry the brunt of massive amounts of change. Yeah, from humans. Yeah. I mean, I worked. You know, I worked in a union in the carpenter union, and everyone's got. You know, everyone's wearing jeans, and you got some of these dudes. You know, who've been around a while and they have every single card they've ever had in their wallet. You yep. ever see people with big wallets? Yep. I don't the, understand uh, the wallet. I don't understand how that doesn't like that. Actually, and it's just funny. Your back that, up. I, I, I was just about to say that my yeah. chiropractor is like anything over four ounces, like that's continuously on one side of your hip, like hip or mm. back or whatever, is gonna yeah. make an impact on what you do. Yeah. If you're walking around all day, you know. Um, yeah. And I just like anyway, just uh massive amount of change. You know, these guys used to like come out with like all this change and it's like do you just like showing off change do you like this feeling of all this change in your hand you know it's just like to carry around seven dollars and fucking change in there and like what is going on but that yeah. yeah that that life is gone but that's a brilliant idea <clears throat> just to have people return stuff and um and and they get they get it you know they get their money back you know yeah yeah, and like I said, I I don't even think it's like I, I think it's like not even the it's it's the inconvenience of either needing a quarter or 
like just you know if you don't have the you know or it's just I, I think that's what it is it's just like they make it somewhat inconvenient that it's just like it's more likely that any cart that's just out is going to get picked up and brought into the store by the customers as opposed to an employee like when mm -hmm. they're lazy people and just leave them everywhere so also a great hack too if you go to like a parking spot around here like in jersey like where you have to like red bank or um asbury park or um seabright and you go to put money in the meter always start off with the adding more money to your spot option because there might be there might be time left Oh yeah, yeah. There's always, I mean, there's always time left. Like, I didn't realize there was like an option. Uh, I thought once you just put a coin in, it just adds time to whatever's on there. No. What? No, because it it it, it says um, enter for new, press one for new ticket and press two for add new time. Oh wow! <clears throat> so a lot of people just get up there and they say, "Oh, it's a new ticket," so they'll add time to a spot that already has time on it. So Ah. just Uh. hit that hit that second option, you know, and then it'll tell you too. Like it'll tell you this: there's there's no open tickets for the spot. This Okay, got podcast it. to turn into crazy. Yeah, Whatever. yeah, New This Jersey happens specific at one forty-five parking spot. in the morning. Yeah, so much for that one hour. Uh, next next time. Yeah, fucking <laughs> a. All right, Dom. Good All stuff, right. man. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you next week. Later.